Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. Do you feel comfortable? I'm, yes, I do. Are you sure? Why? Do I not look comfortable? I want to make sure that you're comfortable, irrespective <laughs> of how you look. I wish that whoever isn't <clears throat> listening to us right now could see me. You don't look all that crazy, actually. No. You've got a blanket on. <laughs> it's very cold in the Cludio. Yeah, can you describe the circumstances under which we're recording this? The brutal Shackleton-like circumstances. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't read the Shackleton book, which is called... Endurance? Endurance. Uh, save yourself a lot of time. No, you should go right now <laughs> and read it. Because it's awesome. Or... No. Or you could drink liquid bleach or do something else awful to yourself. Or just... If you're a man, I can't speak for the female experience. I don't purport to. If you're a man, here's how you can replicate the experience of reading the book Endurance or listening to the audiobook. Um... If you've got an automatic ice maker, this is loads easier. Just shove a bunch of ice cubes down your pants and sit there with the ice slowly melting around your genitals for several hours. For two years, because that's how long they all did that. And then... That's how long they froze their nuts. Yeah. And then if you really want to... Have the full experience. Yeah. Have someone amputate a part of your foot. Yeah. <laughs> Just outside. <laughs> so tell me again how you enjoyed <laughs> the audiobook John Shackleton Endurance. It wasn't John Shackleton. Jethro. Sa- I, I don't know. Leroy Shackleton. What? what was how his... is that the important thing? Hold on. What was his first name? His first name is not the critical bit here. <laughs> Shackleton irrespective of first name, Alfred. was... Alfred Shackleton. Alfred. Yeah. Let's talk about the X-Men. <laughs> no, no, you should read the book. Brian is wrong. The book is very, very uh, amazing. This, like, amazing tale of, of perseverance and survival. They yeah. all... I mean, you can look this up on Wikipedia, so it's not really a spoiler. They all read the survived. Wikipedia. Read the Wikipedia. They <laughs> were stranded on an island, then another island... That was really just like a fucking iceberg, and right. then a third island, right. and it was really cold. They all, all of them survived. Yeah, yeah. and then they got back to England. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shackleton descended into alcoholism. He did. He had another. What? Why do you suppose that might be? By the way, let's. <laughs> I don't want to like make excuses for somebody's substance abuse problems or anything like that, but what? Why do you suppose Shackleton went a little round the bend? Why? Yes. I mean, probably for the same reason that uh, people that served in the armed forces sometimes miss yeah. that experience, even okay. when it was horrible. Uh, okay. I was actually, yeah, I, I was expecting something that I could make fun of, but I'm not going to, <laughs> not going to do that. Uh, you may be onto something. Yeah. Um, people who enjoy really wallowing in human suffering. This is what it 
wasn't. It's not wallowing. Human suffering. I mean, if it was a story about how they all died one by one, then okay, yes, I could see that being like that other audio book that we listened to. (laughs) (laughs) That other audio book about all the Russians who died in the cold. (laughs) That was also a good book. It was much shorter than it was much shorter. Thank thank the good lord. Mystery. That book was called. Uh, Death Death Mountain. Mountain. Death Mountain. Death Mountain. Something like that. Yeah, it sounds like the sort of Roger Corman movie that I would love to watch. But um, this is what happens when you marry a Russian, folks. No, it's not. It's It's going to be cold (laughs) and dead. (laughs) And misery. When you marry someone who has like a weird interest in uh, cold weather exploration, mountain climbing. I.e. marrying a Russian. You know, usually it's like it's like mountaineering, mountaineering tragedy. But if you can't get mountaineering, then we'll take we'll take seafaring. Antarctic. (laughs) Have you we're going to get to the X-Men? Yeah. Because I know, by the way, that there are people who are checking (laughs) us out for the first time. When are they? And they've never heard another episode. When are they going to talk about the X-Men? We're going to get to it. The Michael Palin book, Erebus. Have you read that? No, but you've told me to. And then I forgot all about it. Do you have it? Can you find it for me? Can I find it for you? Yeah. Yes, okay. it's on it's on our shelf okay. downstairs. If you go find it for me and put it on my bookshelf, I'll read on my nightstand. I'll read it. Now it's my problem. <laughs> okay. I'll make yeah, my th- no, no, never I'll, mind. One hundred percent. No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do anything for you. I'll do, I, I love you so much. Thanks. I just had forgotten all about that you had even recommended it, but I will write it down, and now it will be done. Michael Does... Palin knows a yeah. thing or two about turning a phrase. Yes, I'm sure he does. All right. Okay. Our story begins in San Francisco, in the waters of, let's say, oh yes, the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, you're going to do the live thing. I'm happy because I don't want to. Great. Yeah. Great. I, I, I will do anything for you, even recap an issue of the X-Men. As I was reading it, our oldest child was first came in to write in our room and it was very sweet, yeah. but then... Yeah, she's great. After she was done writing, then she needed to uh, talk all of my attention oh, right. and, you know, kept kind of uh, interrupting me on every page. And it was very sweet because I, you know. It's difficult having people interrupt you when you're reading, isn't it? It's just like, I need to finish fucking, can I please finish reading these, like, yeah. pay, sort of painstakingly page by page. So yes. I did read it, but I can't say that I read it with, like, all of my attention. Okay. Half of so... your attention is four times as much attention as the average person mm, because true. you give eight times the attention as any normal person. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Curious. our story begins in San Francisco Bay where Polaris slash Malice is about to drop the hammer on Dazzler and Rogue who are bobbing up and down in the water. Yep. She gets zapped by Havoc. Yep. And she's falling down. Rogue catches her and drops her off in the beach next to a guy who doesn't believe in superheroes and thinks that it's all a bunch of hooey. But we know that superheroes actually exist. There's this weird dissonance between our own world where superheroes don't exist and the person is sitting on the beach chair reading a book and thinking that superheroes don't exist. It's 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 a weird kind of a, a double double Jedi mind trick irony. Right. Sure. And then Do people go to the beach in San Francisco? I don't think that they do. Okay. <laughs> I've been to San Francisco three times in my life and mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone hang out at the you beach. Never see, like, the waters sort of are a... beautiful. It, it's a gorgeous city. I love San Francisco. 
bikini-clad girls uh, frolicking with a beach ball. Seems like more of an L.A. thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. All right, so the cops show up. Yep. And we get a shot of a San Francisco streetcar, which makes me crave, of course, rice <laughs> The San Francisco Cisco treat. treat. Yeah. The children from Japan are back. Coincidentally. Yes. Well, yes, coincidentally. That was such a weird thing. The uh, superhero guidebook? No, just like remembering that there were like the children from Japan don't show up in any meaningful way other than on this page. But it was just such like a weird thing to have that like he was just sitting and he was like, hey, haven't thought about those children from Japan in a while. You've clearly not seen the man with the golden gun after having watched Live and Let Die. You haven't, have you? Just admit it. Just say no. No, I didn't do that. Is that the one where James Bond drinks a lot and has sex with a lady who, like, he thinks is a good guy but is actually a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. the one. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're back. Yeah. Sorry. For is a it brief helpful cameo. or annoying when I keep interrupting you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, keep going. Neither. Yeah. Neither. Okay. So Dazzler and Rogue are on the beach. Uh, Psylocke wakes them up. Uh, Dazzler needs to recharge, and we get this awesome thing mm-hmm. where she's recharging by removing all of the letters from people's <laughs> word bubbles. Word bubbles, yeah, yeah. word balloons. Uh, cops are on the beach. Havoc is going crazy, and we. Tell Dazzler, hey, cool it yeah. with the removal of the audio. Yeah. It freaks people out when you do that shit. Yeah. What do you do? Havoc sees that Polaris is leading the Marauders. He's confused. Meanwhile, another time, another place, mm. your eyes looked from your mother's face. The Rockies. It's not actually another time, though, is it? Isn't it kind of another time, another same? place? Okay. It, the, the, according to the. Uh, thing on page eight. Another time, another yeah, place. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. And another time's forgotten space. Yes. No. I'm. Yeah. I'm getting no credit for the Franklin Tower reference. No, it was a good, reference. good, good. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Robert Hunter is spinning in his grave. <laughs> he's alive still, though, isn't he? No. No. Damn, they're all dead. Okay. Yeah. No, he's not alive. <sighs> I mean, Bob Weir's still alive, but. Robert Hunter is gone. Bob Weir made a lot of good choices at a certain point yeah. in his life. The point he was like, I'm going to have to clean this shit up if I want to. Oh, yeah. and hell yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, my God. He yeah, could Mickey Hart's still alive. I mean, the other three. Mickey are... Hart, yeah, Mickey made yeah. some good choices, Phil too. Phil Lesh is still alive, right? Phil's choices were more of a mixed bag, <laughs> but he's... <laughs> you know, he's, he's still alive. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, he, he got a liver transplant yeah. at some point. Um, had that not happened, he would have... Pulled a pig pen, I think. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, so here we are. Here we are in the Rockies. Uh, Nays is eating a chicken leg. <laughs> and a whole chicken. And uh, wait, a whole chicken? Yeah, he's, he's got a whole chicken. Oh, the whole chicken. Yeah, he's eating the leg. Um, two chickens, actually. I think they've got, yeah. yeah. Maybe corn chens. Probably chickens. My mind is in chickens. And Storm uh, is saying Corn- this... hens are, are, are not domesticated. <laughs> Storm is saying, is saying again that this vision quest would sure be a lot easier if we had a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to tell you how to conduct a vision quest. <laughs> I get it that you're Native American and uh, you're imbued with some spirituality that I can't understand. It's really taking a long I'm time. I'm from East Africa. <laughs> Therefore, also... 
<laughs> relative to the Western European perspective, I also ought to have some animist religion and whatnot. I've also got a mohawk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a girl suddenly appears. In this wilderness? In such clothes? It's crazy. Takes all kinds, I guess. So a woman in fishnet stockings and a very 80s kind of party outfit appears. Somebody throws a big boulder, and we find very quickly that the woman is an eye killer. E-Y-E killer. Yeah, no. Yeah, because Chris Claremont clearly ran out of names. And she is, in fact, uh, a a polymorphic beast who takes the body of a snake and the head looks like of an owl. That's what I wrote down. I wrote down... Yeah, with arms. Owl. I wrote down with, owl... With, with human-ish arms. Yeah, I wrote down owl dragons with acid fire. With... Acid fire. Yes, yeah. acid fire. Um. A fight ensues, mm-hmm. and we find out that the eye killers are sensitive to fire. Uh, I'm not going to try to summarize the fight. Storm and Naze throw them both into the fire, and they burn. Yep. Back in California, um, Polaris is really turning up the heat on the emotional abuse. <laughs> We're only on page Psy- 15 at this point, by the way. Yeah. We're like two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Almost there. Psylocke momentarily disrupts Malice's mental hold over mm-hmm. Polaris. Yep. Uh, which everyone sees. Polaris says, What the heck's going on? Alex is trying to get her to fight Malice's influence to no avail. Vertigo shows up. Everybody gets seasick. Um, Harpoon throws a harpoon. Dazzler uses energy against energy to destroy the harpoon. That part felt like filler. The cop, San Francisco cop named Harry, pulls out a forty-four Magnum, uh, the most powerful handgun in the world. In the hands of an expert marksman, it can be unspeakably deadly. In all the confusion, he forgot how many bullets he fired, um asks Polaris if she feels lucky she does (laughs) because she takes a bullet and sends it right back to the other cop. Um, Arc light causes an earthquake in San Francisco, which is not a big deal for that place. They're used to it. Everybody falls into some water. Havoc leaps up and grabs Polaris's ankles. Mm Mm-hmm. And they start flying into the air. On the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, site of a climactic uh, fight scene in a James Bond movie, this time A View to a Kill. Uh, But in this narrative, Scalp Hunter is about to take out Rogue with a rifle, but Longshot suddenly appears. He's annoying, but he does keep the (laughs) X-Men... alive yep. wolverine punches him they go punchy punchy long shot falls down scrambler scrambles 
Wolverine's powers, and now Sabretooth, Marauder Sabretooth, shows up. Yeah. Before before Sabretooth arrives, I really like the uh, the slap on page. I like a good comic comic slap on, on page on nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, remember Scrambler? Oh, yeah, yeah, I scramble powers, good. and your case, I bet my touch steals away your. Yeah, super don't slow me down, <laughs> punk. Slap. <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, Sabretooth yeah, arrives. Very good. A uh, really good onomatopoeia on this page. There's VIP, VIP, upper left-hand corner there. Wait, what page? Uh, same page as the slap. 1919. Vip, vip, viap, biao. Oh, yeah. <laughs> biao. Sabretooth fights Wolverine. Sabretooth, for the first time ever, tries to punch him and punches one of his bones and hurts his hand awful bad so wolverine even though wolverine is depowered he is able to go toe-to-toe with Sabretooth. goes full snicked yeah on Sabretooth. actually that made me think that you don't actually see that many, like i don't think we've actually seen that many issues where he deploys where where wolverine like actually really stabs someone with his you know, he, he very often threatens with the claws, but I don't think we've seen that many where he actually, you know, really nice somebody. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, we have not. Yeah, I know. Carry on. Scalp Hunter shoots some bullets at them. Wolverine jumps off the bridge along with Longshot. I'm not sure what happened to Longshot. He's, uh, he finds, what's her name? Madeline Pryor, just incidentally. By chance. Yeah, I think a couple of pages um, yeah, he as disappears. prior. Yeah. Um, Wolverine jumps, Rogue catches him. They go back up to the bridge, they're all gone. Longshot has found Madeline. Meanwhile, Polaris and Havoc are continuing to rise above Alcatraz Island. Polaris drops him and says, You could just kill me because you know that I'm being possessed by malice. Rather, I am malice and I'm possessing your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You should kill me to save people. But are you going to do that? Do you really have it in you to try and kill the woman that you love? Havoc begrudgingly does Mm -hmm. only to find out that no. Actually, Polaris can deflect his energy field and says nope, doesn't matter because you crossed that moral Rubicon. Hmm. Yeah, that made me wonder, like, would you kill me in that situation? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, would I kill you? Probably. Probably, yeah. 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 Um, I <laughs> wasn't expecting that question. Um, <laughs> no, I couldn't kill you. Yeah, you could if I was no. like a, if I was possessed by like an evil force and I was like a... Of course a not. I could never kill mortal you. Mortal... What are you... What are you threat mind? to the world? No, no, I couldn't do that. Hmm. You know that I couldn't do that. Hmm. That's unconscionable. All right. Okay. You seem disappointed. <laughs> no. do, you, do you want me to kill you? No, no. I mean, if I, you know, if killing me would like, you know, prevent some horrible thing from happening, then yeah, you know. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's I can't do it. Okay. All right. So you'll kill me, but I won't kill you. I, don't, I, I might kill you. You might? Yeah, you might. Yeah. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> Let's not, let's not get weird. Um, moving on from the question of which of us would kill the other, let's pose the question of what did you think of this issue? 
You, um, you read it like like a couple of minutes. Yeah, ago. I read it very not that long ago with scant attention. So the more I like, I sorry, I read it and then I read the recap of it in uh, Real Gentleman. Yeah, yeah, and then I read the recap of it in the uh, Powell, Powell book, and then I just heard you give a recap. And so every time I hear a recap, you know, it feels more like a cohesive issue and not sure. just like a random assortment of uh, things that happen. It was a little bit long, but like at one point I did, I was like, Same oh, number this of pages. is, yeah, yeah. So here we are only on page 15 yeah. <laughs> and there's still so many pages and so much yeah. stuff has already happened. Um, there was a lot of fighting. I mean, it, you know, it sort of, I guess it doesn't tie up things with the Marauders, but it's like an extra piece in the story of the marauders um yeah this is kind of round two of the marauders um see what i wrote down what did you write down all right i wrote down the phrase noble-hearted lunatics i actually really liked the very first page where they describe the uh i like the little paragraph at the top bad enough to be born with parahuman powers that make you stand out from the crowd, a few noble-hearted lunatics go and make things even worse for themselves by hooking up with this team of self-styled heroes. I don't know. I like that little <laughs> little bit. Okay. Um, I wrote down that they have a female lieutenant that they wrote in, like the police officer lady outranks uh, Dirty Harry. <laughs> and uh, It's not the first time that we've seen that police The woman. lady, right. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, also that, uh, also that. She, How hard is that? <laughs> Brian was motioning that I was not looking at the microphone. Your head is like all over the place. <laughs> you're facing any kind of direction. You're you're moving back and forth, and just does Tom Brokaw read the news like that? No. <laughs> Why? It's hard to okay. sit still. And does then, Johnny Carson do that? Johnny Carson's dead. Did he do that? Is that what killed him? Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, and that like they're you know this sort of continues to do to do very well on the uh, the Bechtel test in terms of oh heck yeah women yeah, yeah. Uh, representation. You know, there's sometimes forget that there were women in comics before. I guess now. <laughs> In the past. I'm not sure what you're basing that <laughs> on. I mean, this. I'm basing yeah, it on yeah. this. This is a comic that has a lot of female characters and, you know. No, no yeah. but, but like, like, um, what am I saying? Um, I'm not saying that it was the norm, necessarily. No, no. And and, and sadly, it was not. Yeah. It, it, in the 90s, we do kind of regress in terms yeah. of comics. But, yeah, I believe um, that. The headline is, Claremont is a writer who puts female heroes and villains front and center. Yeah. yeah. And God bless him. He's, you don't even, you don't even notice, frankly. Right. That, 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 like, gender is just not an issue with Claremont's work, which is great. Yep, 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 yep. All right, I wrote that. I wrote down something about the Japanese kids. I wrote down the Dazzler is nuts for pulling that stunt on the beach. Right. (laughs) It's actually really weird. Yeah. Uh, Vision Quest would be easier in a car. Pause. Dazzler is interesting because at this point, she's already had her own comic. Mm -hmm. And I've not read all of the issues. I've read a handful of them. In her own comic, she is rather adept at her powers and being heroic. 
She fights Doctor Doom. She fights Galactus. <laughs> she she comes out all right. So Claremont is kind of taking liberties mm-hmm. uh, with the character. I'm a okay with it, right? But worth acknowledging the fact that Claremont is reshaping this character mm-hmm. for his own purposes. Purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely on board with it because comics like this, where you've got a team, you need a novice. Right. And she's, she's the filling yep. that role. Fair. Um, I also somehow miss that she takes sound and transforms it into... Light. I thought she took just light and transformed it into different light. <laughs> you know, whatever. That um, whole episode and like uh, that issue in Scotland where she has to like listen to the the bug to 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 capture energy. You don't remember that whole thing? Uh, that was yeah. great. That was brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's her yeah, thing. No, you're right. Yeah. In the original Dazzler comics, you know, she she shows up in the X Men first, and by the way, mm-hmm. Claremont created her, so he can do whatever he wants with uh, with her. Um, she she has roller skates, yeah, and she's got like a radio on a like a little purse or, mm-hmm. or something like that. She so she's always got a radio with her so that she can always have yeah. a sound to yeah. translate it. Yeah, somehow yeah. I hadn't I hadn't connected that. Um, and then the other thing that I wrote down is that like it cracked me up that they were like. Yeah, Mel and probably like yeah, she's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, let's just assume. And all the confusion. Yeah, like it just, <laughs> yeah. we've been working so hard to Got kill her, but to... we don't see her here. So yeah. let's just, we'll just assume that she's dead and I'll go home. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was, that felt, that was very sort of a comic-y forced plotting rather than like an organic thing that actually makes sense, but, you know, not in a way yeah. that actually matters. Uh, fair point. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Um, let's see, what else did I write down? That was really most of it. Okay. Actually. Did you like it? Yeah. I liked it well enough. I dug it. Yeah. I dug it. I am still still waiting for some heavier issues. Yeah. I, I feel like there is a lot of kind of connective tissue that ought to be paying off at some point. I don't know if it's me or whatever, because again, I have no uh, connection to reading it in real time. Right. At this point, I had checked out of the title altogether. Yeah. Uh, so who knows what, at this point, 15-year-old me, 16-year-old me would have thought about right. it. Right, right. Soon to be 51-year-old me uh, is kind of waiting, like, like, this is all well and good. Right, right. But are we building what, what something? Is it, yeah, what yeah. is it adding up to? Yeah. Well, at some point, we'll run back into Forge, and that might be... You know, a thing, and then there's the whole thing with the fucking land shark. The yeah, <laughs> that's got to be going somewhere, right? That that can't just be like a thing that they saw and then we never see it again. Nope. Yeah. Nope. One would assume no. But yeah, like I, you know, I really just want them all to be reunited again and be back in the mansion. But. Uh, agreed. Which means that you're not gonna like the next run of the the issue. Um, I, I know, and minor spoiler here, they will pretty soon, in about like 12 issues or so, which is a year, I guess, mm-hmm. in comic book time, 
um, in publication time, um, in, in about 12 issues or, or, or so, they're going to be very far away from the mansion. They're going to go on an extended um, time where they are in Australia, in the outback. Mm. This particular group. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Uh, it is a very different kind of an experience. Um, going through all of this is a way to reveal my own limitations. <laughs> <laughs> Claremont was A-OK with this. And so a lot of reading it is trying to understand the choices that he made. Right. Because me, being me, thinks that this... Just stay in the mansion. Yeah. Why can't we just stay in the mansion? Why can't we <laughs> With, bring Kitty back? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no. I want everything to be exactly yeah, the, the way that I want it to yeah. be. <laughs> and uh, I, I am I am trying to figure out what's what's happening in Claremont's head. Yeah. Decade, decades after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. We should send him an email. We should consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think that he will answer. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, we've got 99, as of next week, 100 episodes <laughs> of a podcast dedicated to Chris Claremont. So so he'll either not answer or like put come out on, a man. restraining order. <laughs> no, no. Oh, God. We're hardly alone in that there are any number of X-Men podcasts. Yeah, that's true. Ours is the best, though. <laughs> With the most listeners. By which I mean... Well, I, I don't know that we want to go to that metric. Zero. <laughs> that objective... Zero listeners. Metric. We've got more than zero. Hey, Missouri, what up? <laughs> Show me state, right? Missouri. Yeah. Whoever you are in Missouri, uh, we appreciate your listenership. Yeah. Send us an email. Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to drop that domain at some point no, this you, shouldn't. you should keep it forever. no no i'll send too... you i'll send you an email on it oh my god no 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 <laughs> it's it's one more it, it one more bit of digital noise that i have That's to deal true. with uh, uh what else do we want to say what else do we want to say what else are we watching we watched an episode of poker face is that what it was called yeah thursday yeah with adult, natasha Leone. adult tv night adult which TV. doesn't sound as like gross as it might it's just the adults yeah we said to the kids look we're gonna watch some tv one night one (laughs) goddamn goddamn night night a week week. where we don't have to have some lowest common denominator television and the things that i mean in their defense the things that they like to watch are are pretty we're fine yeah they're super fun criticism of them it was tongue-in-cheek there with the lowest common denominator but like one night where we don't need to censor ourselves right so we've that we did that once and yeah, that's poker been face. fun so it's good poker face was really good i'm a big fan of natasha leone i'm a big fan of ryan johnson give or take a last jedi yeah it's amazing last jedi was so dumb it, it, it's crazy because ryan johnson is fantastic is that the one where like the emperor is not really dead or there's like they have some mind connection or is that a different one you're describing two different things in two different movies <laughs> Um, Ryan Johnson wrote and directed The Last Jedi. I don't like The Last Jedi. We we talked about this before. Yeah. I don't want to belabor this. Um, here's how good I think Ryan Johnson is. 
I am content to pretend that The Last Jedi doesn't exist. Didn't happen. Yeah. That he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I, I want to get more of his stuff. He, um, uh, it's my birthday pretty soon, and I'm going to take some time to watch some movies during the day. Uh, the movies that he made be pre-Last Jedi, we've not seen. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to check them out. What movies are those? You've never heard of them. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Um but I, I do want to really get to the bottom of uh, what's going on with this guy. I've read like interviews with him, and I, I feel like I, I would I would really like this guy. Yeah. You know, we're never going to hang out, but I like he seems like a really great guy. I think that um, we're on the same page culturally. Mm. Again, give or take a Last Jedi. Maybe the Last Jedi just kind of like he started with some good ideas, but then it kind of got away from him. I maybe like he just I, ran out of time. He left it for too late, and it was like no. it was due the next day. And he was like, "I have to slap something together." That. And I, I think that I'll get at least well, a B. Right, so I, I'm listening. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Unspooled, the podcast with Amy Nicholson and Paul Shear. They they do they talk about movie criticism, and and they're great. Don't always agree with the things that they say, but they're always always worth listening to. Mm-hmm. And again, everyone. Stop listening to this podcast right now and go listen to Unspooled with Amy Nicholson and Paul Shear because uh, it, it's a fantastic conversation yeah. between two people who uh, are highly literate about cinema. And I started listening this week to their episode where they talk about The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I've only heard about half of it. Respect their opinions and all that. They love The Last Jedi. Mm. I disagree with them so strongly <laughs> can you just like in three sentences yeah can you remind me what the plot of the last jedi was it is a slow motion car chase between uh the new orders uh ships and the 30 people that are remaining in the rebellion okay that one yeah it's that one <sighs> snoke dies and who gives a shit and there's a planet that's made out of salt right that looks like it's bleeding when people step on it. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, and Luke dies. Luke dies again. Or for the very first time. For the very first time. Okay. Yeah. So what Johnson wanted to do, as best I can tell based on stuff that he said and uh, uh, other articles and whatnot, what he wanted to do sounds very interesting. It, it, it's very much in a kind of an Alan Moore in the 80s vein of really upending our idea of these heroic narratives Mm -hmm. and challenging the audience to reconsider this kind of mythology. Okay. These ideas sound fucking cool. Okay. They were not. (laughs) But. Yeah. 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 The film didn't work for me. And I, I said that we didn't want to go into this again, and here I go. But um, no, I didn't like The Last Jedi. Yeah. Knives Out, fucking awesome. Glass Onion, fucking cool. Poker Face, terrific. Yeah, Poker Face. I want cool. more Ryan Johnson in my life other than The Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. we're going to be watching Poker Face. Yeah. Um... Well, actually, what I will say is this. I, I There were certainly some... Image, some of the imagery in Last Jedi was really great. The battle in Snoke's throne room was looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, 
credit to him for going into that taking risks about uh, not being beholden to mythology and fandom uh, that is suggestive of someone who is a a very creative, very self-assured mind. What's the narrative that he was trying to challenge? Well, what he's trying to challenge is our image of these characters who've been around for ages, who are heroic. They do things that are morally sound that there is perhaps in our, in our minds, uh, not so much complexity in their behaviors and their attitudes. It's like the only, I mean, again, I barely remember that was the movie where we find out that like, Luke was training, what's his name, but then yes. he attacked him or right, you know, something. Right. So, like, that sort of thing is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Luke has loads of flaws. Yeah. The Jedi have loads of flaws. Yeah. Uh, someone like Poe Dameron is a, uh, whatever, like, like, like a hotshot, but that that's not always the right call. Yeah. Yeah. So these are really good ideas <laughs> that that are just not well served by the narrative. Yeah. The, the the detour to the fucking casino that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And it, then like it, the in whole Laura of, Dern in, thing. Yeah. Yes, in terms of plot construction, like the threes company nature of <laughs> we're really going here. Dern, we had to tell you that we were going there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Poe Dameron commits mutiny because Laura Dern. <sighs> Like I can't possibly reveal to you my plan. I understand why he's doing that because he's just undercutting the relevance, the significance of, of, of Podamron. Mm-hmm. But plot-wise, it doesn't pan out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so really yeah, good it was ideas. Too long. And oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> just was. It was too long, <laughs> and you know, parts of it were were pretty boring. Okay. For all those reasons that you just stated. And also. And also because they were boring. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Poker Face. Check out Poker Face. Check out Poker Face. Super fun. Playing, playing now on... Uh, so so you, you like Natasha Leon. Um, you, according to you, we saw The Slums of Beverly Hills, but I've never seen that movie. Okay. Well, I saw The Slums of Beverly Hills. <laughs> it was a good... I read about it maybe yeah. when I was like... I don't know. Was some like living in Chicago is one of those like okay. uh, maybe a review that I read in like uh, like, like the, the reader, the reader or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know maybe rented it at my local blockbuster. It wasn't a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. It was like Would have been a village. Yeah. No, it wasn't a blockbuster. It was like some. You're too good for blockbuster in the late. Shushy. <laughs> it was like a like a video rental place in Evanston, yeah, okay, okay. like yeah, on yeah. the main like street. Yeah. And. Um, Slums of Beverly Hills with Natasha Leone, a very youthful Marissa Tomei and Alan Arkin. Love uh, Alan Arkin. Yeah, it was, uh, it was so great. It, it was good. Okay. That was a good movie. And I think I've seen it since, which is why I thought I saw it with you, but maybe yeah. not. I, I read the plot or just yeah. kind of like skimmed the plot. I, mean, I have I never you. seen this yeah, movie. Yeah, I believe you. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to watch yeah. it with you sometime. Yeah. Now, what else has Natasha Leone been in? Because Orange is the New Black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And which I saw maybe a season and a half of it. I eventually got kind of tired of it, but 
Sure. I, I, like I could see how you, yeah. yeah. I, I saw like three, four episodes of that. It yeah. was good, but I could see how, yeah. yeah. I wanted more like, um, it wasn't that long after I had seen Lost or maybe we had finished Lost or whatever. Mm. Like I wanted more of the Lost style, like deep backstory of the characters oh, and they, okay. they didn't, they did a little bit, but very little. Okay. How they ended up in prison, you know, hmm. whatever. So anyway, um, yeah. Poker face. Natasha uh, Leon was good. Yeah. We will watch more of that. Yeah, happy no. to. Looking forward to it. Yep. That, that was uh, fantastic. Yep. I, I, I love it. It was very much in the 70s Sunday night mystery movie mm-hmm. kind of vein, but done in a really cool yep, way. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I had a good time with that. Yeah. And then last night I started watching, with several delays, the... Uh, Banshees of Insurance. Banshees of Insurance, which I was really enjoying. Okay. Um, when everybody came home and uh, I had to turn it off because I didn't want you to see just the second half of it, but it was. Uh, I would be delighted yeah, to watch. We're going to watch that on Thursday. It yeah, was it, very... it has gotten good notices. Yeah. Um, same guy that did In Bruges, which didn't quite work for me. I can't remember seeing In Bruges, but I can't remember what. Uh, what the what the thing is, but Colin Farrell's okay. really really good in in the at least the first half. I don't know, maybe yeah. it all goes south for him uh, in the second half. But there's a lot of you know Irish people, and it's weird because it's billed as a comedy, but there wasn't anything. Martin McDonough. Oh, okay. Yeah. There wasn't yep. anything particularly comedic necessarily about. Uh, I mean, in Bruges was also meant to be. There were some funny. Funny things yeah, I mean, there's some funny, but... sort of funny-ish moments. I mean, sometimes their accents or, you know, the way that they phrase things are a little bit, uh, you know, adorable or yeah. funny, but it was actually very, like, human and touching and, and okay. uh, yeah, heartfelt. So I was, I'm curious to see, maybe it gets a lot funnier. And then the other thing that we watched that yes. we've seen, <laughs> that you've seen now, like, three, three times, times, is, um, what's it called? The uh, Conk on Earth? Conk on Earth. God that's, damn, so funny. It's really funny. So yeah. fucking funny. You should funny. turn this off and go watch that. Oh, fuck me. That's so... <laughs> I, I'm i struggling to recall anything that has made me laugh <laughs> so as much yeah. uh, in years. Yeah. This is the funniest fucking thing <laughs> that I have seen in a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. the kids like, I mean, it's it maybe everybody, everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Even our son who goes out of his way to show school oh, yeah. for the things that we he lobbied funny, for. It. He could not. Yeah. He lobbied yeah. for it today. And, because yeah. on Friday morning, while we had a bit of downtime before the bus, I put that on. He's at the kitchen table and I'm in the other room. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you sure you can put that on if you want to, uh, or something. <laughs> and um, and so, yeah, okay, I'll just be in the other room. You, 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 you'll, you'll find me by the sound of my laughter. Yeah. And for the first five minutes, you can tell he doesn't want to pay attention. And then eventually, <laughs> he, he's like switched on. Like, Fuck, this is funny. Actually, <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. kind of good. Yeah, he yeah. enjoyed it, and uh, I'm, I can't wait to watch the next, the third. I actually think two was as many as I could watch in a stretch. Right. You get yeah. diminishing returns. Yeah. For me, I it's physically taxing because <laughs> I'm laughing so much. My That's, face my face hurts from laughing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that it, it's a, it's a splendid experience yeah. to have. And let's see what else. You saw a man called Otto, which I have a lot of thoughts about this. Man called Ove in a yes. book. Yeah, I want to read the book. The book was good. Yeah. The the film 
probably looked like it had been a so. good book. Yeah, yeah. Here's, that's, right, that's so, the feeling that I got about the film. Well, you didn't see it. I know, but just okay. reading things about it. <laughs> so here is, I was thinking about this a bunch today. It's not a movie that benefits from reflection. As I was watching, I thought, eh, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, today, as I was thinking about it, 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 it seemed worse. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems wor- like not catastrophic. Like yeah. I can see it, it, it diminishes yeah. upon reflection. So you're familiar with the plot. Yeah. Minor spoiler if you haven't seen the film. Uh, there are a number. He, he tries to commit suicide a few times, mm-hmm. which I'm not excited about seeing right, right. in a film. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Once I clear that speed bump. Sure. But his suicides are all interrupted. As I was thinking about this today, I thought there's actually an interesting dark comic movie because the way that the suicides get interrupted, it's almost played comedically in the film. Mm-hmm. There is a film that is darkly comic. And what I was thinking about today is the film that I wish I could have seen is one where our perspective is wholly aligned with Otto. Our, our spect- because in, in the film, he's this curmudgeon, he's, he's cranky, and these cast of lovable characters are going to melt his heart. Fuck you. So if, if our perspective is entirely aligned with him, then suddenly it's comedic because he's a guy who's suicidal. He's not a crank. He's not someone who could enjoy himself if he could smile more. He's desperately lonely and sad. Yeah. But (laughs) this crowd of clueless people who never bother to check in with what's wrong with him, who just insist that he should smile more, are interrupting Mm. his his attempts to take his own life. And if you, you can do it like that... And suddenly we've got something that is simultaneously um, misanthropic and yet funny. And and maybe there's a way to bring everybody together. But instead, what the film does is this is a cranky guy that just needs to spend more time with young children who will convince him that, I don't know. Yeah, I think the thing that you want, I mean, it'll be hard to read the book after you've seen the movie. Yeah. But the thing that you're describing that you want sounds a lot more like the book. Okay. The book is written entirely, I think, from his perspective. Yeah. And it's like they reveal slowly, you know, what the, you know, the history or or whatever. Um, Yeah. But it is not like the people are bothersome to him. Right. At first, because he's, you know sad <laughs> and yeah yeah well i mean, I mean the people are bothersome to for to him yeah. that's consistent yeah. with the film yeah yeah but yeah you should give the book a go yeah i'll give it a go um you, you know what it, it kind of makes me think of is um oh damn it i'm blanking on the name of uh, max frisch uh one of my favorite books that i've read in the original german mm. um mm. Homo- mm-hmm. yes yes because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all bilingual <laughs> and shit yeah. uh yeah homophobo mm-hmm. which i don't You've not read, no. I don't think. Um, the only novel- book I've read in German is Emil and the Detectives. Well, that's, that's which a was good not book. nothing. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> nothing. No, he's the guy that wrote the Parent Trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
it, it, it's a book about a similar character and maybe there's there's something dramatic about all this because the, the 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 novel um a man called love is swedish mm-hmm. yes yeah okay um and and all the white germans just look the same to me yeah sure um, <laughs> but um, um homo faber is um, a guy who is very misanthropic uh he, he doesn't quite earn it <laughs> Yeah, but but it is about his him uh, kind of stubbornly going through the motions of living while life kind of continues around him. Yeah, yeah. I want to read that again. Actually, hmm. yeah. The uh, my favorite Frederick Bachman book, and I've yeah. read three. I think Ooh. is uh, Ordinary People. Wait, the uh, the thing that got made into a movie in like nineteen eighty, uh, the thing about the uh, someone who commits suicide. No. Okay. I mean, Ordinary People could be a title for, for other things. I think it's called Ordinary People. But okay. no, it's not about someone who commits suicide. Um, okay. Now I have to look up whether the name is really Ordinary People. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't yeah. worry about that. Um, speaking of Western... Not Western. That'll make sense in a moment, that Freudian thing. Speaking of Germanic works, I have never read... Have you read All Quiet on the Western Front? I have. In school. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read that, and I... I'd probably be lazy and read it in English because it was written in like 1920s, I think, uh, German, and that that might be a bit. Oh, of a that would be hard work. Yeah, it, it may be. It anxious may be. people. I'm sorry. Anxious. Okay, people. anxious people. Yeah. I thought you were about to say ruthless people. That <laughs> also was the thing a movie. with Bette yeah. Midler, yeah. <laughs> and Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've been kidnapped by Kmart. Um, you, you know what's crazy, and surely someone has mentioned this. The title is All Quiet on the Western Front. You know what the yeah. original German title is? No. Invest in Nichts Neues. Nothing, nothing, nothing new. new in the West. Yeah. Why do we not translate it like that? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It's not all quiet. No. It's like, it's nothing new. Yeah. And... That's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I read that. <laughs> Nothing a, new a could suggest it's 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 still really fucking loud over there. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when we Same translate old it into English, the, yeah. it's like all quiet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, alles in Ruhe. Um, I'm just in the ganze. You could do, but no, I'm just in the Yeah, weird. Um, yeah, I want to see that movie as well, which is on Netflix and has been nominated for Best Picture. And I read a thing in Slate today. Um, apparently, there was a, a very critical piece in the Zeitung uh, about the film. Which film? All Quiet on the Western oh, Front. Okay. Yeah, I was like a man called Otto. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, one piece in um, Zeitung because it takes liberties uh, from the book. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to watch the movie. This being the third film adaptation of that book, by mm-hmm. the way. And then I want to read the book. Hmm. Is there a new film about... Is that been... Yeah, it was released uh, last year. Oh, well, okay. It's in theaters, but it's also on Netflix. Oh, it's a well, Netflix production. That. Yeah, I, I don't really remember the book. I should reread it. I don't think it was a long thing to Not read. Not a long book? Yeah, oh, I don't really? think so. Oh, cool. I, I, I mean, I read it in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else? Ooh. I have nothing else. I have nothing else either. Is that true? Oh, oh, Catch Me If You Can, we saw on Friday. Oh, Catch Me If You Can. That was fun. A little long. Oh, my God. It was a little... <laughs> what? It was... Oh, and Cats. 
Okay. Oh my God. We'll come back to that. Um, Catch Me If You Can, uh, an engaging story told well. Steven Spielberg does uh, fantastic work. Yeah, and, super uh, fun. There we are. Yeah. yeah. Cats. 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 I want to see cats with our daughter. Yeah. And uh, I I thought it was really fun. I That's mean, it was a great. late night performance, which is never, which is always hard It began for me. at 7. There was a 7 o'clock curtain at late night. It began at 7.30. <laughs> oh my so... God. Off seven thirty, and if you don't know me in person, then you don't know that when I have to sit still at night, I have like restless, itchy yeah. feet, and I get very it's uncomfortable. Eight forty now, you're, I know. You're gonna be dying. I took a nap. Oh yeah. So to see you could record this. Yeah. Oh, good um, you. So yeah, I mean that that part of it was a little bit like it's. I'm more of a matinee goer. <laughs> but I got free tickets to see cats, yeah. and uh, it was really fun. And uh, you know, I got to hang out with our with our child, which made it uh, even yeah. more fun. But uh, it was whimsical. It, it had was... this like kind of a weird, uh, yeah. you know, whatever seventies or eighties, whenever early eighties kind of a weird vibe. It wasn't trying to teach a lesson <laughs> yeah, or you know give a, a moral. I mean, yeah. maybe a little bit, but it was just like. Hey, here's some weird, here's some shit. weird shit about cats. What's crazy is like you're describing something that I would be absolutely on board with. Yeah, you just don't like musical theater. <sighs> you know, I really ought to. Yeah, it was. I, it, I, I like opera. I like absurdism. Yeah. I mean, I loved Bakarabanzai. It's the kind of thing that I ought to get on maybe, board maybe with. Maybe you'd like it. They're all. Dancing like so deliberately, and when they sing, they really enunciate. Yeah, that's always bothered you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I can't. I saw Starlight Express. Are you familiar with this one? That's another Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It weird as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's about a bunch of people. The whole thing is performed on roller skates. Sure. And everyone is kind like they're an anthropomorphized train. Like some of them are steam. Some it's like before Thomas like the Thomas Tank the Engine, train, by the way. Yeah. Before Thomas, because like like the diesels, they're they're trouble. But you know, yeah. so like, but so like, I really ought to dig it. But there's an here's maybe what it is. There's an earnestness about musicals that takes me out of it. Mm, I get that. That's maybe what it yeah, is. I could see if that. there were a little bit of. Beck Gen X irony on top of it, <laughs> like Richard Linklater slacker kind of a thing, then I'd probably be cool with it. Yes, there is an earnestness in there in the in the the singing and the sort of uh that's the, probably what does it for the me. enunciating, which is something yeah. that you often mention when we talk about why you don't like musical theater. So they did they did a like, like Green Day, uh American Idiot, they yeah. they converted into a musical and uh, I, I don't know the names of the members of Green Day, but one of them was in an interview and he, he's he's talking about this. He said, one of the things that was really weird was they just had to make sure that when they're singing our songs that yeah. they enunciate so that people can understand the yeah. words. Like, that was weird for us. It is, yeah. I mean, it was weird. Like, in the... In the... Don't want to be an American idiot. <laughs> At the the yeah. first number in Cats is, yeah. like, called... Uh, I can't remember Jellicle, Jellicle Cats, Jellicle which is Jammer, like a weird yeah, yeah. Uh, name that right, this right. like like a gang of cats has, right. and so it's like Jellicoe's can, 
Yeah. And the whole time I thought they were saying Jellicoe's can and Jellicoe's stew, <laughs> which was a weird thing. Jellicoe's I was like, stew. I don't know what that okay. means, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, whatever. You know, I, this probably isn't important. <clears throat> and then our daughter told me afterwards that they were saying Jellicoe's can and Jellicoe's do. That's Jellicle. Jellicle, whatever. Jellicle's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. can and Jellicle's do, do. Yeah, which okay, makes fine, a lot yeah. more sense it than does, Jellicle's does, stew, yeah. which is what I heard. And yeah. we had great seats. We were like right up front and oh, they nice. were yeah. enunciating for all they were worth. And I still right. didn't 100% get it. They got all that cat makeup on. They do have a they lot of cat makeup They can't possibly sing <laughs> yeah, with they do. all that shit on. Anyway, okay. That's all. That's really all that we have now. That's all that we have. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, We're going to talk more about the X-Men yep. and shit and say, say bye-bye again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.